Hi, I'm Bill Holwick. If you've downloaded this, you probably know that Darker Projects is one of the premier producers of high-quality audio fiction on the Internet. But did you ever wonder what goes on behind the scenes? This podcast takes you inside the creative process with interviews from various cast and crew members. Find out interesting things you never knew. Welcome to Behind the Scenes at Darker Projects. Hello, I'm Alexander Davis, principal and executive producer of www.dreamseed.us. I've been asked by Ellie Hirschman to come on to this podcast and talk a little bit about Dreamseed. We have recently launched the new Dreamseed site and store, which features our debut title, Buried in Falling Sand. And the fact that it is a store and the fact that uh, the way we are presenting um, our independent audio theater is really why Ellie was so interested to ask me to come on here to take this podcast uh, interview because um, what we're trying to do really, as far as I know, is, is not something that's been done ever in the independent audio theater community. And I, I think that's really interesting and, and really cool that we're uh, setting out to kind of do something new. Um, it's also, frankly, a little scary, <laughs> but hopefully... Um, uh, hopefully it will lead to success and also benefit the general audio theater community uh, at large, which is something I'm really interested in because I like the fact that the audio theater community is what it is now and uh, how everybody can kind of get to know each other and uh, become friendly with each other. I really like that, and I think that's very unique to what we have right now as a artistic medium uh, that basically operates primarily uh, and perhaps exclusively out of the internet. To begin to show you my vision for audio theater, uh, it might help to explain a little bit about my background. I was born and raised in Ohio. I currently still live in the Midwest. I've been a professional new media designer for over five years. I've been a creative director. I've been a flash design and branding specialist. Uh, so, you know, my day job is design and it's thinking about how to take a company, how to take their product so that it's presented really well. Uh, that's sort of my, you know, what I think about a lot, actually, on a daily basis. And um, I'm still basically trying to tell stories because that's really my, my main passion. It's just kind of been this thing that's been with me all this time, this I don't know, this this drive and passion. I just have to build worlds, uh, set up characters. I have, to, I have to tell stories. And I don't know if that's escapism or what, but, you know, I like it. So, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but um, I've been thinking about this stuff for a long time. Uh, been reading how-to books for a long time listening to commentaries, watching uh, behind-the-scenes stuff, even back in the early 90s as a kid, you know, when before DVDs, and we always just took for granted that there would be special features educating us about all this stuff. So, you know, this plus design, all of this stuff has been driving me towards wanting to start up my own entertainment company. And eventually I, I did in... Uh, uh, launched it uh, as a limited liability company. It launched on 06. Uh, eventually, in fall of 06, it kind of hit me. I don't know even how, but I remembered listening to the old shadow radio shows on tape that I had 
um, when I was a kid. I mean, I would go to bed and pop one of these tapes in of The Shadow, and sometimes I'd listen to like three tapes before I'd actually fall asleep, you know, because it was just really cool. And it, it hit me that, wow, with 21st century methods and digital technology and all this, uh, you know, matured software and uh, the internet, you know, this could actually be something that could be really plausible and I could tell stories and uh, it, it would just really flow and not take huge amounts of time. It would be manageable. Um, and then you could, you know, call it done. You'd have something within a realistic uh, framework and uh, you could call it done. And um, so that was what kind of launched me into audio theater. And I didn't even know the term audio theater. I, I just called them radio shows. And so the first step I knew had to be research. I had to research all of this stuff and figure out what's the current state of quote-unquote radio shows as it turns out it's audio theater you know and it's this more broad general term um, that encompasses digital production and distribution uh, you know I didn't know that and what is the community is there a community um, and I eventually found a number of places namely darker projects and honestly darker projects I've, I've looked to them the most as uh, the leader uh, in the audio theater community. They, they turn out really good stuff, and it's, you know, of course, all out of people's time and, you know, spare time and, and freely given time and effort. That's really amazing right then and there. Uh, it's, it's difficult to achieve things when those are the terms. Uh, so, you know, props to them for that. And they present it in a, in a very decent way and get it distributed in a very decent way. Uh, so I've looked at darker projects a lot for sort of a model uh, to start from and then uh, you know hopefully you know they grow and uh, and find nothing but success. What I'm trying to do with Dreamseed now is take my background of branding and graphic design and web design and an understanding of that as a service to business and wrapping that around uh, you know my audio theater endeavors to present it because I think presentation is what is seriously lacking right now in the audio theater community additionally the audio theater community is uh, kind of jumbled as a whole with people who are trying to do this as a hobby which is fine and then people who are trying to transition out of doing it as a hobby and uh, trying to do something commercial, um, which is which is good because commercialization, you know, if you can make money off of what you're doing, that can uh, be recycled back into what you're doing to help you make it better, and and that just benefits everybody. And that's that's the approach Dreamseed is taking. We we are going to charge for what we're doing, but. That, the very fact that we're charging, mandates a certain level of quality that we have to deliver. Uh, there will be a quality expectation if we're not doing this as a hobby. Because if you're doing it as a hobby, you know, you can't expect anything. There, there aren't any terms. Uh, so by, by setting it up through a store and, and having a business model driving this, we are in fact making it better for the consumer because we're... Uh, we have to meet a quality expectation. Originally, Dreamseed did entertain the notion of producing content and releasing it for free to more easily gain an audience. However, 
the level of quality uh, is quite high and quite expensive. By going commercial, we can hopefully earn money with productions that we will do now in order to do productions that top uh, our, our previous productions and it'll snowball and, and pretty soon we'll, be, we'll have a number of products out there earning money that is all 100% being uh, recycled back into the company as funding for future projects. Before I would give myself any kind of paycheck, I would rather spend that money on producing more shows. It, it's not about making me rich at all. It's not about making anybody rich. It's about telling good stories. That is the bottom line. That's it. And in order to do that, we need to earn money. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's an expensive proposition. And uh, depending on where you're coming from, that could be cheap or expensive, but for me, it's expensive. Uh, you know, we're not getting funding from any angel investors or generous family members, or and we're not asking for funding from anyone else. We want this to be a completely self-funded and totally independent uh, production studio for the sake of artistic integrity. So we need to start earning money through what we output so that we can continue to create new and better entertainment. As far as expenses, another thing you have to consider is do you really expect to make that back when you when you put this uh, to market on your little website, you know? I mean, when I when I think about that, I absolutely think no. We are not going to earn back what we put into our our shows. At least not while we're unknown, at least not while we're starting out, at least not while we're brand new and trying to gain that familiarity that will allow us to have that kind of success. Uh, because of that, you know, we we have an uphill battle. And yet, for reasons that I, you know, just outlined, we, we have to battle it. We have to. If we, if we want to have that artistic quality, this is what I feel is the best route for us to take. And yes, there are many roads to success. I, it just seems from my point of view that this is what we need to do. So think of this as phase one, and all businesses have a beginning. So if we can manage to grow, the possibilities for what we can achieve will be exponentially multiplied. It seems to me that in audio theater, we have this real possibility for success and growth. And that's the whole point, isn't it? I mean, we have this real opportunity here. Uh, take, for example, if you want to make it as a film director in LA. Okay, well, that's a very small pond filled with uh, piranha <laughs> packed like sardines, all right? Everybody is going there. Everybody is focused there like a laser beam, and they're all trying to make it, and it's very cutthroat, right? Um, well, to in, in order to tell stories, in order to be successful, uh, that's not required. Uh, what you can do is take the sort of blue ocean strategy uh, which actually is what Nintendo has done in the game industry. They've, they've sought to make the competition irrelevant by expanding the market, and obviously it has been a successful strategy for them. I think the same thing can apply for us in the audio theater community. We have this wide open playing field right now, uh, where because of the advent of the iPod and the sort of normalization of uh, audio through digital distribution and now it's there's sort of a standard for commerce in that market 
we have this opportunity now where if we really want to, we can become our own Hollywood, but we set the terms. Because because of the nature of audio theater, it's, it's all independent and it, it's all uh, empowering to very small production groups with expenses that are proportionate to the size of that group. Okay, so how do we do this? How do we take it to the next level, right? Well, you know, we are such a visual culture and while this medium uh, is not visual, uh, the culture that will consume it is. Aside from the fact that this seems to be a severely underserved market for the visually impaired, where the end product's quality will be most directly relevant to people in that situation. For everyone else, the way the end product is visually presented will be paramount in their importance for popularizing audio theater. You know, before they'll even uh, give it a try, before they'll even listen to the end product. So, you know, we have to... Uh, we have to try and make this appealing to everyone. We have to try and uh, present it in a way where it's sort of standardized, and we're not we're not changing the paradigm every single time somebody wants to get audio theater. We have to make ourselves look on par with what's on store shelves, and that's a tough challenge. But uh, considering that you can buy the entire Adobe production suite for under $2,000 and you can basically do anything digitally with that and Adobe Audition is like 300 bucks. I mean, as a one-person shop, that is, that's very encouraging. Uh, and so, you know, really it's, it's about presentation and branding and that's what DreamSeed really believes in and how we can elevate the audio theater community as a whole and that's how we're going to present our own material. That's also how we're going to offer these services uh, to the audio theater community at large. Uh, you know, if, if we all help each other, then this can benefit and raise the popularity of audio theater um, uh, collectively. And that's, that's what's really appealing. So uh, as far as services being offered by DreamSeed, we can do everything we do for our own productions, but for yours. Uh, basically, all you have to do is create a production that is very professional. And if you approach us with that, you know, we will go from there in exploring possibilities to, to publish your audio theater for you. Doing web design and, and setting up an e-commerce uh, system and, and, you know, making sure it all works and making sure it's usable and making sure that, you know, it's CSS web standards compliant and all of this crap, making sure it's pretty, you know, everything, that's not your dream. That's not what you're setting out to do. You're setting out to make really good audio theater. You're setting out to tell good stories. And together, we're going to popularize audio theater again. It will happen. All we need is really good content. We need content that is at a level of quality that speaks for itself. So, you know, this is like right brain, left brain stuff, right? I mean, all this business stuff aside, it's really about content. And that artistic, creative self uh, can express itself on a platform where it can be heard. And that's the whole point. I mean, that's what Dream Seed's mission is, and that's what we hope to inspire and offer to everyone else in the audio theater community. So with the new Dream Seed site, you're going to see a standardization of presentation. You're going to see a high quality in presentation. And because this is now commercial and not a hobby, you're going to see a guaranteed level of quality in the actual product which is a benefit for the consumer all around. So, so I'm, I'm really optimistic about the future of audio theater and, and I think that 
even the camaraderie that we have between all the different production groups. I, I think that's something that's really great. So thanks, Ellie, for having me on here. Uh, I hope everybody checks out dreamseed.us and sees what we're up to. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. You've been listening to Behind the Scenes at Darker Projects. Featured in this episode was Alexander Davis. The series is produced by Ellie Hirschman. Post-production for this episode by Ellie Hirschman. Theme music by Oakman's Dreamland. Music available for download at soundclick.com. Used with permission. Executive producer of Darker Projects is Eric Busby. This has been a Darker Projects production. For more information, visit us at www.darkerprojects.com. Coming soon from Darker Projects. We didn't know what it was, not at first anyways. Just that it was an alien construct drifting in the asteroid field between Mars and Jupiter. My name is Nicholas Lancer. I was chosen to lead a mission of exploration to learn the secrets hidden within the construct. But I had no idea what we would find, or what would happen to us. And now... Now I would give anything, anything at all, if we could just find the way home. From Eric Busby, the creator of The Section 31 Files, comes an all-new original science fiction adventure. Far Horizons. Coming soon, only from DarkerProjects.com.